After many years as a touring rock musician, Louisa Rachel Solomon knows how to unwind between shows. She likes to get her whole band together to party at a hotel water slide, including when she's eight months pregnant. Picture a very visibly pregnant woman with her crew piled into a hot tub when a few random bros slip in with them. That's when Louisa gets up to go on her water slide run. The men saw this happening, saw me going up the stairs to the water slide with my pregnant swimsuit body. And they're like, one of you has to stop her. And my bandmates are like, do they think they can stop her from going down the water slide? Like, even if I wanted to stop her, that's not possible. She wants to go down the water slide. She's going to go. This is The Double Shift, the show about a new generation of working mothers. I'm your host, Katherine Goldstein. Every mother works, and this podcast is about our stories. It's not about parenting or kids. It's about us and challenging the world we live in today. This season, you'll hear reported stories from Lyon County, Nevada to Greensboro, North Carolina, from politicians and musicians to sex workers and executives. And the thing that all of these moms have in common is that they aren't willing to accept the way things are. They're writing their own rules instead. That woman you just heard, that was Louisa Rachel Solomon, the front woman for a queer feminist rock band with Jewish influences, the Shondas. It must have always been this way, because when I look back, there's never any before. And yet I've always had this heaviness that makes me wonder if I can keep on willing to go away about anything else out there anyway. Don't you know there's nothing, there's nothing more than a broken heart? A Shonda in Yiddish is a disgrace or a shame, so it's usually an insult that perhaps a grandmother would thorough at a child. We thought it was an appropriate reclamation when we started the band. In addition to being a musician and a front woman with the Shondas, Louisa is also a 37-year-old practicing Jew, a parent to two-year-old Rosie, and a radical political activist. And all of these parts of Louisa feed into each other, fighting for climate justice and singing about mental health and observing Judaism, for Louisa, they are all related. Today, we'll explore this and get at a big question that many of us face. How do you have a creative, fulfilling professional life after having a kid? Louisa's been asking big questions for a long time. She was always a deep thinker and a spiritual searcher, ever since she was really young. I remember a lot of times being up uh, in bed with insomnia as a little kid and feeling a lot of existential terror. I wanted to feel safe, and I, I felt a desire to reach out for something that might be comforting, I guess, and it wasn't my parents. So what was it? And it was sort of this imagining that maybe there was something out there looking out for us, but also that made anything make any fucking sense. So connecting to God is a constant in Louisa's life, and so is music. She started touring when she was 12 years old. So I was really, really inspired by DIY punk. It sounded bananas. I mean, it was a lot of screaming. I was learning how to scream sing, which blew out my voice probably. 
In college, she met Eli Oberman, and they eventually became the core members of the Shondas. In their 20s, the band started getting some traction and touring across the U.S. But the realities of traveling with an indie punk band are pretty exhausting. Playing house shows, sleeping then in the same room that you played in, you know, drinking a lot of beer, even if you're not doing coke, um, hanging out, being up all night, you know, connecting with people, talking about politics and big ideas, but like staying up all night and then having to get up for another maybe 15-hour drive, just being depleted and tired all the time. The financial logistics of touring could also be a bit tricky. We could totally stay afloat if we were always touring. So we made enough money to pay for gas and, and food and put some in the bank and all of that stuff. But we could never come home because at home there was rent and we live in New York. So we would sublet our apartments when we were touring. So we never made enough money that we could be living in New York when we weren't touring and pay our rent without working jobs. In her 20s, Louisa could have a life that revolved around the band. She was willing to quit her day job and lose health insurance so she could tour. But by her early 30s, things started to change. She married her bandmate's brother, Miller, and they decided to start a family. And Louisa had no plans of leaving music or touring behind. In 2016, the Shondas recorded a new album, Brighton, and the band went on tour while she was in her third trimester. My main symptom at that time was just exhaustion. I was used to going to bed at like 9 p.m. during pregnancy. And of course, on tour, you're often performing at midnight. So it was challenging, but it was also really, really exciting. And it felt very, very good to get on stage and feel like myself. Being on stage for me feels very alive. And having a living thing inside your body while doing that is, you know, an experience I wouldn't trade for anything. But let's be honest, there are some pretty powerful societal expectations that once you get pregnant, it's time to quote unquote, settle down and give up parts of your old life. Like in Luisa's case, touring with a punk rock band. People often didn't know I was pregnant until I took my bass off and then would be like, what the fuck, you know, and I mean, some people think it's like really cool. Some people would say you're such a hero. And I found that almost, it's very kind that people would say it, but I found it almost as off-putting as the people telling me I was like killing my baby by touring. Not quite as off-putting as that, but it's like, in either case, I felt like someone was making a oversized judgment of my actions as opposed to asking me like, how do you feel about this? Or or saying, like, that's really cool. It means a lot to me to see a pregnant person on stage playing. I, I love that it meant something to people. But I was like, I'm not a hero. I'm doing what I want to do. The idea that a pregnant person is supposed to behave in a certain way is a very strong force in our culture. One Louisa has to fight back against often. My grandmother has that idea. She would always be telling me not to 
exercise, not to go outside when I was pregnant. You know, it's like, oh, you're pregnant. Stay home tonight. Let Miller take care of you. And I'm like, I won't be happy if I stay home. I want to go play music. I want to go down a water slide. I'm much more concerned about what happens to this fetus if I'm depressed than I am about what happens to the fetus if I go down a water slide. So I think this is a great time to take a break and hear from our sponsors. Could listening make you a happier person at work or a more engaged person when you're with your family? Could listening keep you motivated with your health and fitness goals? There's never been a better time to start listening on Audible. With Audible, you get access to an unbeatable selection of audiobooks, including bestsellers, motivation, mysteries, thrillers, memoirs, and more. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet, and now, with Audible Originals, this selection has gotten even more custom with content made just for members. Over the holidays, I read Michelle Obama's memoir, Becoming, and it was so awesome, I couldn't put it down. And I see that Audible has it as an audiobook, actually read by her, which sounds totally incredible. Such a cool way to hear her story in her own voice. Audible members can choose three titles every month, one audiobook and two Audible originals you can't hear anywhere else. Audible members also get access to exclusive audio fitness programs to start the new year off on the right foot. Listen on any device, anytime, anywhere. At home, at the gym, on your commute, doing late-night feedings, or just on the go. You'll also enjoy easy audiobook exchanges, rollover credits, and an audiobook library you can keep forever, even if you cancel. Audible, the most inspiring minds, the most compelling stories, the best place to listen. Get started with a 30-day trial when you go to audible.com slash doubleshift. That's audible.com slash doubleshift. Or text doubleshift to 500-500 and listen for a change. Now I want to tell you about our next sponsor, Green Chef. What is Green Chef? Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with plans that fit every kind of lifestyle. Meal plans include paleo, vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, Mediterranean, heart smart, lean and clean, keto, gluten free, and omnivore. Cross a bunch of things off your list and get rid of some of that mental load and let Green Chef do the meal planning, grocery shopping, and most of the prep for you week after week. Recipes include pre-made, measured sauces, dressings, and spices, so you can get more flavor in less time. We made some super tasty keto chicken chorizo tacos with jicama cilantro slaw, and it was delicious. Today, we have a special offer just for you double shifters. For $50 off your first box of Green Chef, go to greenchef.us slash doubleshift. That's greenchef.us slash doubleshift. Okay, we're back. So Luisa's child, Rosie, was born in December 2016. Having a kid has made her reevaluate a bunch of things in her life, including how to make it work touring with the Shondas, which she started doing pretty soon after her baby was born. Rosie was three months, so she could sleep in green rooms. And we had tour nannies with us, family members who were doing that job, and two vehicles. And we figured it out, and we made it work. But as she got older and her sleep got more complicated, as they t- it tends to do, that didn't seem like the best option. When I spoke to Louisa, the Shondas were trying a new way of touring with a toddler. 
we decided to use my mother-in-law's house in Charlottesville as an anchor, as sort of a base, usually at home at this point. Baruch Hashem, she'll, she'll sleep till 6.15. But um, in a, at my grandmother's house, she wakes up at 4.45. It's such a nightmare. You're so tired. And on tour, that's not really an okay thing to happen if you want to be able to sing and perform. I think it would be a So for this tour, Miller and Rosie are camped out at Miller's mom's house as Louisa comes in and out of town. But for my partner, it's actually really hard because what he's experiencing is that he's getting left behind every single day. So it's like not in a way where he's angry at me about it, because obviously we have agreements about this stuff. But it's like that's a big part of parenthood is that balance between the constant sense of weighty responsibility and the desire to experience some kind of freedom, but you want to be able to do it together. Ah, yes. Freedom together. A feeling that is so elusive when you have a little kid to manage and babysitters are so expensive. But it's not just childcare logistics or the emotional toll of traveling that has made Louisa rethink things. It's the financial reality of being a moderately but not wildly successful band. So already... Someone like, you know, my grandmother, as an example, not to keep pulling her into this, but she's, you know, she's always going to be thinking, well, when when are you going to stop doing that, the playing of the shows at the clubs? You know, it's not safe and it doesn't make you good money. And right. in my 20s, I had some hope that though it was unlikely, maybe it would become sustainable financially. Right. And that hasn't happened. It's really hard to know what your next move is career-wise when there's sort of nowhere to go. Louisa now realizes her professional path doesn't just have to be about following one passion and feeling frustrated that it hasn't worked out exactly as she dreamed. Louisa is now exploring a second passion. She wants to become a rabbi. I'm very drawn to both music and the rabbinate for very similar reasons. For me, like when I sing on stage, it does feel like my job is to inspire hope in people as I simultaneously choose willfully to hope myself. And that's the same reason I want to be a rabbi, you know? I want to help people feel things. I want to help people keep their hope going so that they're motivated to engage in political action, to help make a better world, to practice having bonds with one another that are just. So a love song is for me so much, so so related to what I imagine talking about with a couple who wants to have a Jewish wedding that I'm sitting down with to plan their wedding ceremony. Um, anyway, becoming a parent is fucking weird, and it's super weird under patriarchy. So this song is about that how amazing my kid is, and also how fucked up it is to be a mother in this world. Hearing you talk, I'm also thinking about how I've thought a lot about having a child is like the ultimate act of hope. Yes. 
and it's they're so connected because to have a to choose to have a child is to believe things will be beautiful and better it has it has to be right right there's no choice for me like i love this person i need this person to have a future we have to make sure that that our little people get to have a future do you feel like that that has infused your music and your perspective even more since she was born yes 100% yeah having having a child makes hope a non-negotiable Rather than giving up on her passions now that she's a parent, what if life could be even more fulfilling now? What if she was just as inspired by her job every day as she is when she's playing music? What if she could be a rocker and a rabbi? I mean, I don't know how that's going to go. I don't claim to have this figured out, but I also don't have it figured out how to tour with a toddler. Like, it's something that I'm learning on the fly because I have to, because I want to. Have to in the sense that it, is what makes me a fulfilled human being in the world. So I'm just like, this is a good time to dive in. We'll see what happens. We'll work it out. I don't know how it'll all fit together. But if anyone can figure it out, I think it's me. So I'm going to try. I totally want you to be my rabbi. I will <laughs> gladly be your rabbi. I am, no joke, I am drafting a Patreon to fund my rabbinical education. And I'm like trying to think about what it's how it's going to work. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll do a phone call with you to plan your next ritual. Or I'll, I'll I will, you know, officiate your ritual, but know that I'm not a rabbi, but I'll do it. You just give me like five bucks a month and then I will come and be your fake rabbi until I'm a real one. And a final quick tip for anyone out there looking to get pregnant. Louisa offers not just spiritual guidance. She also has some really helpful DIY techniques in case you ever find yourself backstage at one of Washington, D.C.'s most famous rock clubs and need to know if you're ovulating. And I needed to do that while in the green room at the uh, Black Cat, and I had no cup to pee into, but I was super hardcore, and I took a water bottle and stabbed it with a fork repeatedly until I was able to tear it into a cup. Then I was able to pee into it and assess that I was not, in fact, ovulating. Few things are more punk rock than peeing into a water bottle, so, you know. Thanks so much for listening to the very first episode of The Double Shift. Make sure you're subscribed to hear our future shows. And if you like what you heard, please leave us a review on your podcast app. And don't be shy. Tell your friends about us. To see photos of Louisa, follow us on Instagram at The Double Shift. And you can sign up for our newsletter at thedoubleshift.com. In two weeks, we're back with a new episode from a place you might not think of as family-friendly. wish everyone pleasant stay in Las Vegas or wherever your plans take you today. We're going inside a 24-hour daycare in Sin City. Our executive producer is Sarah Ventry. Our editor is Rachel McCarthy. And our editorial advisor is Amy Westervelt. Production assistants from Hideo Higashibaba, Jackie Pauly, and Nito Mastering. Special thanks to the Pinhook in Durham, North Carolina, Lewis Wallace, Katie Ross, the Shondas, and the Southern Documentary Fund. Our theme song is by Palehound, and we're part of the Critical Frequency Podcast Network. This show is made possible in part through the generous support of the Ford Foundation. I'm your host, Katherine Goldstein. Thanks for joining The Double Shift. Double Shift.